0: Just after 9 o'clock, good morning. This is Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. And coming up at 9.30 is the Sunny Melindra Show. But the inspirational hour begins now with God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. The following is sponsored by GodandOurDogs.com. And this is Bernie Radio. <music> I'm Clint Buck,
1: and I'm Mary Adair.
0: At Branscomb Law, our clients come first. Our talented and dedicated lawyers and staff take pride in offering solid legal solutions to individuals and their businesses.
2: Our attorneys focus on a variety of legal practice areas, including litigation, real estate, water law, employment, energy, corporate formation, and estate planning.
0: Our team is ready to serve you and your legal needs. Visit us at BranscomLaw.com for more information.
2: Discover a new perspective, God and Our Dogs, GodandOurDogs.com
0: Welcome to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at GodandOurDogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer.
2: Welcome to God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host our vision on god and our dogs is discovering a new perspective and rely on god the way our dogs rely on us how does it happen the same way our other relationships grow spending time together learning about one another developing trust and experiencing transformation dog stories told on the show reveal god in new ways we look in the mirror of our dogs In the reflection, we find aha moments, bringing to light a deeper understanding of love, value, purpose, and belonging. Find us at godinourdogs.com. Click follow on the God and Our Dogs page on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast site and on YouTube, where you will find bonus material from our guests. Thanks to the folks at Wheeler's Western Outfitters for a great spot to record our show. Our guest today is Ben Adam. He's the principal architect with Ben Adam Architect in Burney. He's responsible for some beautiful homes and buildings in in the San Antonio region, including ours. His dogs would introduce him as a sixth generation Burney boy who grew up without dogs welcome ben i'm thrilled that you're on god yeah. and our dogs
1: yeah we're glad to be here
2: yeah great well i will clarify you have had lots of dogs you just didn't grow up with dogs
1: that's correct so yeah.
2: how did you end up having dogs in your
1: life my wife and i got married while we were still going to college up at a and somewhere along the way we moved out of the dorms got a little two-story house it was a, a garage and a living room on the ground floor mm-hmm. and bedroom and kitchen bathroom upstairs and somewhere along the line she decided that um, if we weren't going to have children yet Dogs should be in our life. She grew up with dogs all the time. Even though we had signed a document that said we wouldn't have pets in the house, we picked up a little puppy, a little uh-huh. yellow lab, and every morning the, the lab would be hauled outside with the laundry uh, <laughs> to, go, to go to work and uh, and would come home with clean clothes in the evening. And mm-hmm. so uh, it started out that way.
2: So. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you said. Kind of reminds you of the story of Moses.
1: Yes. Yeah. You, know, well, you can just imagine this little teeny puppy all kind of wrapped up in, in a towel or, and... Mm-hmm. Going down the river, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's
2: fun. It's amazing what we do to make sure dogs are in our life, huh?
1: I'm amazed since they weren't in my life in earlier days, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we might have had a puppy when I was really, really small, uh-huh. um, and it chewed somebody's hair or something like that, and mom said, that's it. Oh, no more. No so, more, Yeah, huh? so... So yeah. from the part of the life that I remember, meaning five yeah. years and older, I yeah. don't remember any dogs.
2: So. Yeah, looking back on things with what you know now, do you feel like kids should have dogs?
1: Absolutely. A couple things. My kids got to experience this. You get to learn how to have responsibility and feed animals and take care of somebody other than yourself. Mm-hmm. Think about somebody else. And um, and obviously we miss that. I was the oldest, so maybe I didn't miss it. I don't know.
2: Uh, uh, yeah, so. I'm the oldest too, and there's a lot of responsibility <laughs> there. So yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so, cool. So tell us a little bit about hannah was she with you for a while
1: so hannah grew up there in college station spent the first couple years along the brazos river and we did have a a young uh, young boy our son matt was born there in college station so i have fond memories of going down to the river with a little three-year-old and hannah being taller than our son walking down there to the water my son was probably more interested in throwing rocks Uh than throw than fishing and um, And it soon became evident that Hannah had a great nose. She would jump in the water after the rocks and bring back the same rock. And it became that that kind of fetching game that we're all aware of, but a little bit different in that it was played in the water rather than uh, in the backyard. So that's
2: that's pretty cool that she could smell the rocks, (laughs) the right rock.
1: (laughs) I didn't believe it until i saw it i will say that so yeah yeah yeah.
2: well after hearing some of the dog training or war dogs and police dogs there is something about it the scent of the hand that's on the you know the skin cells and stuff so but that she could sense it underwater that's amazing since
1: it was our first dog i can honestly say i didn't understand it at all i just Uh thought it was magic dogs provide magic all the time so i think that was okay i almost thought at one time that it was because she saw the shape of the rock but the river. No, yeah. It wasn't that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There's not much seeing. (laughs) That's true. Oh, my goodness. So, did you have her um, once she left school?
1: So, Hannah was one of those kind of dogs that um, stayed with us for about uh, four or five years, and then, how do you say it? Hannah went to the farm? Mm. Um, Hannah had a bad habit. Um, Hannah loved to be on a front porch.
0: Okay. And
1: uh, at the time, we had moved to San Antonio. I was just starting my career as an architect working for a big firm down in downtown San Antonio. And so we would put Hannah in the backyard and she'd bust through the fence or she'd dig underneath the fence or she'd jump over the fence. And so we built a higher fence and added some stuff and she broke through those. She always ended up on the front porch and uh, animal control loved to give tickets to people whose dogs were not in the fenced area. And so um, she got too many tickets for for the local uh, jurisdiction. And so Hannah found uh, we found a place out in the country where she could run free and, and yeah, do that kind of and stuff be happy and that had way. to start all over again with a different kind of dog yeah uh, <laughs> oh gosh that's
2: too bad I mean she hung out on the front porch it wasn't like she was roaming the streets
1: she had no desire whatsoever to roam streets it was strictly just I'm I'm in charge of this yard I want to be up in the Porch was one of those kind of porches where it's four or five feet up above the air. She kind of got to have that lion looking over things Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. and protection. I think a lot of it was I want to protect. Yeah, Yeah.
2: rules are still important, but I don't Uh, think dogs understand rules so much. No, no, not so much. Especially (laughs) if it's kind of against their nature (laughs) to learn. You know, I'm glad she found a happy place though. No,
1: no, no. and we went went and visited her a couple times. So it wasn't quite the same as uh, sometimes when your father would say, "Hey, I took the dog to the farm." Yeah, no, it it was was a real. You took the dog to the farm.
2: Yeah, that's cool. Well, you have another interesting dog that came into your life tell us a little bit about Liv.
1: so Liv was this is 30 years later so Mm -hmm. we had lost mercy and um and my wife had said we probably would never get another lab it just hurt too much Mm -hmm. and um and then mercy came to us a local vet dar wilson um, knew that beth had lost her dog and uh, he was on the lookout for the perfect dog for um and and dar's always going around anyway he ran across a guy in san antonio who was a retired priest Uh uh-huh and when he quit the ministry he decided that he was going to hit the streets and take care of animals and so he would pick up these lost animals Uh, this particular live was uh, she'd been abused really really skinny and she had was deathly afraid of loud noises Uh Uh, I suspect it's living on the street in the storms and until she passed away she hated storms was always scared of those kind of things and so uh, but Liv came to live with us and uh, changed everything around. She was a, uh, the opposite of Hannah. She was a low-key, just sit at your foot. Um, I want to just be by you mm-hmm. and, or be by anybody kind of thing. Um, she ended up becoming a, um, a certified therapy dog really Uh, my wife turned her into a um, i'll read about i'll read all about it and she would go to the elementary schools some of the early enrichment programs for young kids who are learning to read and lean back on her put their head on her belly and practice reading you know wow
2: that's a calm dog that would let us kind of a stranger (laughs) do that that's amazing
1: yeah so for years she got to go to um, the schools here locally so Mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun
2: yeah well that's interesting sometimes when you bring a rescue into your home, it's a bit of an adjustment for them. Well, and for us too, to have that happen. How did she do?
1: So um, Liv wasn't, I wasn't her favorite um, to begin Mm. with. While we know nothing about her past, I suspect um, that there was probably a a male in her life that was not um, as kind as they could be. Uh Uh, So she was not afraid at all of women. um, And therefore, that's why she became kind of best dog when we first got her. Um, eventually things changed, but I think that's a lot about how to learn to trust somebody because you look like somebody I don't trust anymore. And, mm-hmm. um, so it was probably a year and a half before she'd pal around with me by myself.
2: Yeah. Uh, how do you think she overcame her fear and learned how to trust?
1: It's really a good question. I'm not so sure I have an answer for that. I will say that in our house, there's always a kind of a division of labor. I'm the one that feeds um, a lot of times, especially in the morning. And so at least I can do that. i get down on the ground. I might just sit off to the side for a while, was working a little closer. I, I couldn't tell you that I saw the the light switch turn. Mm-hmm. I, I, I honestly don't know when that happened. I'm sure part of it too was my wife's training because when you do that therapy stuff, you go through all kinds of exercises with uh, the people that do that kind of training. Mm-hmm. And it may be somewhere along the way that changed her her, her idea of how do I trust somebody? How do mm-hmm. I not think that they're a threat?
0: Well,
2: and yeah, time has a big big impact i think uh it's hard to learn how to trust somebody if you never spend time with them yeah
1: Yeah. um it really gets down to it, that's probably what relationships are really about just Mm -hmm. presence um, more than anything um and i i I probably could see that there it's just it was a time in our life where we didn't have kids anymore so i mean there's really just the three of us Mm -hmm. and um, i'm sure that makes it a lot easier
2: (laughs) yeah yeah well The storms that you talked about and the loud noises uh, reminded me of something that you um, told me before the show. And that was that God is bigger than any problem or storm that we have. And so instead of magnifying the storm, we are to magnify the Lord. I just thought that was so insightful. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you think regarding that?
1: So I think that all of us. To a certain extent, want to be focused on ourselves, mm-hmm. and therefore we we think, okay, this is an issue. This is something that um, I have to fix, or somebody else has to fix it for me. Rather than just saying it is what it is, I'm going to let it go and and let it be handled by somebody bigger than than ourselves. That is, I mean, talk about a trust issue. That I mean, that's really probably part of the problem. And I am always struggling with that: is how do I learn to trust somebody rather mm-hmm. than just solve the problem myself? Especially as an architect, that's what we do. We solve mm-hmm. problems, and so we're always looking for how do I how do I fix this rather than just let it go and mm-hmm. knowing that um, what was the old saying something like if it's not right yet, it's it's not the end kind of thing. You know, right. it'll always be right in the end, or it's always going to be better in the end. And if it's not better, it's not the end yet. So mm-hmm. maybe that's that's it.
2: Well, that's so neat. Well, before we talk a little bit more about your other dogs and what you've learned about God from them. I wanna take a little bit of a break and tell you and our listeners about our sponsor today, Branscom Law. This is Meg Greer, clients come first at Branscomb Law. I've known their talented, dedicated lawyers for years. They offer solid legal solutions to individuals and businesses for real estate, water law, corporate formation, estate planning, and more. With offices in San Antonio, Austin, and Corpus Christi, their team is ready to serve your legal needs. Find your lawyer at Branscomlaw.com. God and Our Dogs has great sponsors. Please thank them when you see them. Wheeler's Western Outfitters, Kendall County Abstract, the Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning and Law. Because of them, we have a wonderful website, GodandOurDogs.com, including my blog and the sign-up for a weekly Thought to Ponder with stories based on my dogs, on the Want to Treat page. You can also listen to those thoughts to ponder on Thursday mornings at 745 and 845 on Bernie Radio 103.9 FM or the Bernie Radio app. Check out the show webpage for regular updates and resources. That's GodandOurDogs.com for lots of treats.
0: Discover a new
2: perspective God and Our Dogs Hey, this is Cece Smith, and you're listening to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. We are back on God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host, and joining us today is Ben Adam. Ben describes himself as a sixth generation Bernie boy. He is also the principal architect with Ben Adam Architect in Bernie. He's responsible for some beautiful homes and buildings in the San Antonio region, including ours. the break Ben told us about not growing up with dogs but through marriage and his wife Beth he learned to love dogs in his family so we've had a lot of fun talking about Hannah and Liv and I'd love to learn about your current dog
1: Um, so we've always had yellow labs chocolate labs Um, this this particular dog um, uh, is a little bit different she's a golden retriever English cream and she's not from the local area. She's from East Texas.
2: Uh-oh. <laughs> we had to import one, huh?
1: The, uh, we've never had a long-haired dog, so I will, I will say that it's a little bit different for us. She's Esther is—the the name came from that concept of the, there's a new plan for us, right, mm-hmm. from Esther, and the idea that uh, we have plans for you bigger than you thought you had. So um, that's where Esther's name came from. Esther is a perfect example of hope, like hope I'm going to catch that squirrel. Ah. Uh, ho- <laughs> hope that somebody's going to give me something, to, a treat to eat. Always looking at that kind of thing where uh, she always sees nothing but the good side of stuff. And uh, it truly has been a pure joy. Nothing bad about her except for medical expenses, I think.
2: Yeah. Well, a golden retriever usually retrieves. Does she retrieve?
1: She does not. Uh, (laughs) That would be an oxymoron for her to retrieve. Now, I will say that she will bring you things. Oh, yes. Yes. They're good at that. She Uh loves to pick up um, dirty socks, uh, towels, uh, anything that's on the floor and bring it to you. Uh, But she wants to play tug of war is what she wants to do. So Mm -hmm. it's a little bit um, that that struggle, that instantaneous struggle as opposed to the uh, the idea of going getting something if you threw something she might bring it back to you once uh-huh. but she won't she thinks the game's over if you throw it a second time oh so,
2: so. she just humors you a little bit <laughs> yeah, That's I'm afraid fun. so. oh my gosh well you know it's so interesting to me that she's so different than some of your other dogs who are such retrievers i can really see a lot about us in that because none of us are the same right
1: <laughs> i absolutely um yeah th- i would have you would have thought that okay This is a breed, this is the traits that they have, and and that hasn't been anything but that's been true about um, the dogs that we've had anyways. Maybe somebody else has had a different experience. We've had dogs that were very calm and and they just wanted to be with you. We've had dogs that were nothing but super high energy and no amount of fence could keep them in. We've had um, uh, dogs that um, love to chase squirrels and dogs that didn't care at all about birds or animals or anything else. And mm-hmm. and all of them, in essence, were either Labrador retrievers, golden retrievers or mixes. So mm-hmm. um, I'm afraid that, that God has played a joke on us in a certain extent and said, hey, every one of us is different. Every one of us is unique. Uh, having had five or six of, of these um, beautiful animals. I definitely got to experience that.
2: Yeah, yeah. And so I I wonder if God kind of looks at us that way and says, you know, you all kind of, I made you, you know, the same, but you're really not the same. You're really different. I think he
1: probably did. Yeah, And so he
2: he might laugh a little bit, but, you know, um, I bet you loved all those dogs the same.
1: You know, I don't. You know, it's funny, you always said, like, um, we used to have a little joke with our daughter, and I'm sure everybody's had one similar to, you I love you to the moon. Well, I love you farther than that, or I love you to the moon and back, or whatever. Um, and we think that it's, there's a amount, But the reality is that it really is, um, and, and love is kind of special like that. That is to say, you're just giving it away. You don't love a dog because something. Um, and maybe that's the thing I've learned the most. Um, sometimes we have friends that, oh, I like this friend because they're really funny and they, they make me laugh or, but, but dogs, you just love them. I mean, Mm -hmm. you literally just love them because that's who they are. That's what they, uh, that's what they've been. And, and, and they're pretty honest about it. They're not really, they're not hiding anything from you um, Mm -hmm. uh, from the standpoint of, Hey, I want you to see a me that's not me. They're pretty transparent. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. And you know, I, I think in, in this world, there've been times in my life and maybe even in yours too, where it's kind of like, Wow, I don't really feel that lovable. And I think our dogs have a lot to teach us about that.
1: Uh, Absolutely. Um, One of my favorite times with um, um, Esther, she doesn't, you know, sometimes dogs will have a dog bed or something like that. She's not really that way. She just falls asleep in the evening when we're watching television, and so she's downstairs We'll go upstairs and somewhere around 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the morning, you'll hear this tick, 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 tick coming up the stairs. And then you hear this clunk, clunk, and it's the paws hitting the bed. Esther is not, she has the capability of jumping on a bed, and it's not because she's been taught not to jump on the bed. But what she really wants you to do is to get out and help her onto the bed. And then it's just kind of, you know, the the snuggle up at your feet kind of thing, um, no matter what mood you're in. So Mm -hmm. whether you think, hey, this is going to be a horrible day or it's going to be a hard day or it's going to be a great day, she's going to be with you all the way through it so
2: mm-hmm. well i i think they have so much to teach us just like you said about how god views us yeah. um whether we feel lovable or not You know, we are perfectly capable of receiving that love if we're open
1: to it, like our dogs are, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, attitude is so much of it, that's Mm -hmm. for sure.
2: And you mentioned a little bit about Mercy earlier in the show. She was one of your earlier dogs. And I've never heard of a dog called Mercy. How did you... Uh, pick that name
1: I grew up in the church all my life it wasn't Mm -hmm. one of those things where I I found a relationship it was just I was expected to go so I can't say that I ever had any kind of experience that said something but somewhere along the way in all those years and you go to funerals and you would always hear Psalm 23 Mm -hmm. and the classic one of the classic lines goodness and mercy would follow you all the days of your life in my mind as a kid and ever since then goodness and mercy were these two dogs I mean, like, you could see ah. them, right? Goodness and mercy we will follow you all the days of life. It really wasn't like these traits were going to go with you. No, it was two dogs. Uh, Isn't that interesting? <laughs> so um, anyway, mercy came at, at Christmas one year, in, again, in a basket with, with a blanket. Uh, it was a Christmas present for the kids. And uh, so mercy became mercy as uh, one of those things that would follow the kids all the days of their lives. So she was named that way, and, and rightly so, I will mm-hmm. say that. She would definitely would not have met the need of goodness.
2: <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, sometimes, you know, dogs get into things.
1: She loved to take food off the table, you know, uh, so pancakes or <laughs> or scraps that were left. And it, and the kids knew that, too, because it became the way of, hey, I don't want my peas. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is that you didn't want, you could slip it down underneath the table. Um, Mercy was good for it. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. So where does she fl- fit in, do you think, in that love spectrum? Uh,
1: Mercy was really the kids. I mean, we had dogs before then, but it was probably the dog that they knew the most. I mean, mm-hmm. it was the dog that they had as late elementary, early teens and and even probably up to college. She was she was pretty old by the time she had passed away. But so Mercy was the one that the kids got to learn this is what real love looks like. Oh, Unconditional love. So uh, that's kind of how she she fit in picture of things. It wasn't the dog that they first knew, but it was the dog that they knew the longest in in the part of their life where they were developing.
2: Yeah, that's so neat. That's so neat. So, you know, kids, you know, going back to not having dogs when you're younger, there's something that goes along with learning the responsibility and all that is experiencing the love from another animal. Yeah,
1: Yeah. absolutely. And my daughter, she's got, when she went away to college, she comes back and she was going to live on her own. First thing she did is she went and she got a Pyrenees. I mean, living in a one-bedroom apartment, and she gets a, a Pyrenees. I mean, you can imagine what that means. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, Boone's still with us. Um, Boone is a gigantic of a dog. Nothing like a, a big male Pyrenees to fill up space yes. uh, and fill up heart.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. Oh, that's
2: awesome. Well, you know, time goes so fast when we talk about two of our favorite subjects, dogs and, of course, God. I- So uh, I don't want to leave today without you telling us a little bit about your job as an architect and kind of your approach.
1: I'm a small town architect, and we think of ourselves as problem solvers. It, it's We're not the kind of firm that somebody hires for super, super high design in the sense of, hey, we're looking to get things photographed or anything else. We typically do anywhere from 100 to 150 projects a year, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's just adding a closet onto somebody's house, and sometimes it's a brand new house. Sometimes it's a commercial building or mm-hmm. a, um, a, a garden for somebody's uh, you know, attached to a, a church or, or those kind of things. Part of what we're Really trying to do is just to say we want to make your life better for you, whatever that looks like. We do a lot of work around the Bernie Comfort, Fredericksburg, Kerrville area. I occasionally dabble into San Antonio. It's not my preference. Um, mm-hmm. I really uh, find that I'm, I'm probably better suited for the lifestyle of the hill country.
2: Yeah, so, yeah. Well, how would somebody find you?
1: So um, we're right in downtown Bernie on James Street, not too far from the Methodist Church, not too far from the uh, Bear Moon Bakery, just a stone, mm-hmm. stone throw away at 115 James. And um, we're always glad to talk to people. If we're not the right people, we will help you find mm-hmm. somebody that does what it is that you need done. Yeah. So
2: I will say that, People can find you on Facebook and especially on Instagram. I love following your Instagram page. You have some of the most beautiful sketches of buildings and of. Um, architectural features so right. if that's somebody's thing they'd really love that what's yeah. what are your addresses do you know offhand yeah.
1: um, website is like www.benadamarchitect.com uh-huh. and on Instagram I'm probably just at Ben Adam I don't I don't, it might I be think Ben Adam might, Architect I think you know, it's Ben, ben Adam, Adam Architect, architect yeah, but yeah. it's really uh, cool yeah. it's it's not something that we do to market um, mm-hmm. the sketches are really just about saying hey we've been given a gift uh, to travel I didn't tra- just like I didn't have dogs when I was a kid. I never traveled over uh, out of Texas and kind of a maybe a, a one trip up to Iowa to go see grandparents, but by and large, we're a pretty provincial guy, and so when I get to travel, sketching just a way for me to look at what yeah, people do in And
2: that's stuff. I kind of look at it like a travel log. It's like, "Oh, Ben's out traveling again. <laughs> that looks European to me." <laughs> well, Ben, thank you so much for being with us oh, today.
1: Glad to be here. It's so much a joy.
2: It's great. Well, before we close the show today, I'd like to leave with a thought to ponder. And yes, that's P-A-W-N-D-E-R. We learned about a dog today giving its owner insight into overcoming problems by relying on God's promises. It makes me ponder, what promises does God have for us that are worth more attention than our everyday problems? Let me know what you think after pondering. Email stories at godandourdogs.com. This is Meg Greer, and you've been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you, and thank you for joining us. You can listen to the show again on our website or subscribe on your favorite podcast site. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for show bonuses. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn at God and Our Dogs, and click follow. Subscribing and following help the show spread the word about discovering a new perspective to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us.
0: Discover
1: a new perspective, God and our dogs, dogs Godandourdogs.com.
0: I'm Clint Buck.
1: And I'm Mary Adair.
0: At Branscombe Law, our clients come first. Our talented and dedicated lawyers and staff take pride in offering solid legal solutions to individuals and their businesses.
2: Our attorneys focus on a variety of legal practice areas, including litigation, real estate, water law, employment, energy, corporate formation, and estate planning.
0: Our team is ready to serve you and your legal needs. Visit us at BranscomLaw.com for more information. Over to the Patrick Heath Public Library with Miss Constance for children's story. FM. Now let's head over to the Patrick Heath Public Library with Miss Constance for children's story time. As the Patrick Heath Library is open today from ten to four, this is Bernie Radio story time. As the Patrick Heath Library is open today from ten to four, this is Bernie Radio.